This podcast special is for the Philippine Heritage Month and Philippine Independence Day for all the Filipino Canadians and other Filipinos around the world. Welcome to our podcast in where we will be talking about life and all its flavors. And we will be trying to ripples with words. And for our topic for today, being Filipino-Canadian and embracing your heritage. And to share about our topic, we have inspiring people who are making sure that their voice are being heard. We have a youth leader, Rihanna Torrejon. Hi, Rihanna. Hi. Of course. Hi, Rihanna. Thank you for joining us. And then, Rihanna, we have one of the smartest people I know and one of the people behind Ripples with Words who are helping, who always yeah. helps us out. We have Catherine Lellis. Hi, Catherine. Thank you, Jo. Hi. And What's who up? Who is an aspiring dog mom now? Yeah. It has to be said. It has to be said. All right. So, hi, guys. Thank you for accepting. Wow, I mean, I'm amazed how we pulled this off with the difference of the time. With the difference of the time, there in Canada, it's already what time? Six p.m. Six p.m. Yeah. and his. Wow, amazing! You know the how technology can bring us together. And now, yes. so would you like to go straight to the to the topic now of being Filipino Canadian? Is it okay if I ask each one of you, what does being Filipino-Canadian mean? Right? What What does that entail? Who wants to go first? <laughs> I can go first. Yes. Okay. Go. Yes, please. <laughs> I think that if you have um, a Filipino background and if you feel connected to that Filipino background of yours. I have friends who are half Filipino and half white. Um, I have friends who immigrated from the Philippines who are third generation Filipinos here in Canada. And as long as you feel connected to that culture and you identify with it, then um, yeah, I would say that was that is what makes you Filipino Canadian. Wow, thank you for that. And of course, Catherine? Um, yes, actually it comes in a spectrum. So I wouldn't really discriminate between like who's more Filipino or not. Like as long as you're connected to your culture, like um, in any shape or form, because I know Filipinos who are, you know, they're not as um, fluent with Tagalog and whatnot, but they're very connected to their culture. They're very connected to their Filipino values, connected to their own Filipino families. So I think that's for me, like the core definition of being a Filipino Canadian on top of like, you know, living here and being part yeah. of the Canadian um, sphere as well. Well, thank you so much for that, Rihanna and Catherine. Rihanna, as you said, you know, there are people who are half whites, half Filipino, and then there's third generation Filipino. What about you? Always been in Canada, or, you, or did you one of the one of the ones who transferred? I'm actually first generation. I moved to Canada first generation. when I was ten. Yes. <laughs> And also, Catherine, I assume, in Davao. Yeah. Wow, 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 wow. 
how was that like? How was transferring like to the Canada to Canada? It was a difficult transition. I'd say um, I came from Davao and then we moved to Manila, but my mother was already living here. Um, and we separated when I was five years old and she came here as a caregiver and then she brought us along with her when I turned about 10. So about I would 10. say it was difficult to get used to the new language, the new weather, yeah. the new culture. <laughs> but it all turned out well yeah. now. You're here. Yeah, definitely. Canada is one of the most welcoming places on earth, I would say. Wow. So it wasn't that difficult in terms of relating with people who are not Filipino or, of course. Mm, I think that there were enough kind people to make the transition good. There were definitely um, challenges because you are an unfamiliar culture and person to some who have never been exposed to Filipinos. Um, even just yeah. like bringing school lunches. Uh, sometimes I brought things with like, is that with like, um, yeah, with like vinegar and stuff, and it just like did did it look like the normal school lunches here, where it was like chicken nuggets <laughs> and, like, and stuff. So it was a little difficult to make friends at first. I looked like a really unfamiliar like entity. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, and I don't know, Rihanna, if you've experienced this like during school lunches. You know how like it's a lot of Asians or Filipinos specifically using the microwave a lot because they have to reheat yeah. our food. Wow! <laughs> um, even just using like a fork and a spoon, that's really boring. Oh yeah. We use fork and knife, and so that was. Yeah. Like, really? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I don't. Yeah. I don't spoon and forks are universal, so they're really fork and knife there. What about you, Catherine? What, what's yeah. your story? Uh, what's my story? Well, um, I moved from Philippines to Canada when I was 14 years old, so. By that time, we're already out of first year high school, right? Because I'm not in second year high school in Pinas. Yes. So by the time <laughs> I came here, um, <laughs> by the time I came here, I was already going into senior high. So yeah. So there you go. But actually, um, me and my family all came together all at the same time. So all of us were kind of like we're all not familiar with it. So we're pretty much in the same boat. Nobody really helped us into <laughs> transitioning. Yeah. A lot of it is figuring it out on our own. Yeah. Wow. For, for the both of you, what do you think was the most difficult adjusting phase or session that you had to do? What aspect of it was the most difficult for you guys? Hmm. Um, can I go first, Catherine? <laughs> yes, go ahead, girl. Okay, thank you. <laughs> um, so I would say for me, I think that it really challenged my character because as a 10-year-old, like, yeah. you don't really question things that you grow up with. But then coming here and uh, facing different values, such as, for example, here, maybe family values aren't as important since people are more independent by the time they reach the age of yep. 18 years old. While in the Philippines, it's really common for us to live with our parents until the age of 30. And so it's not really a big deal. Um, just little things like that really challenged my character so I could form my own values realizing that oh there are many different ways to approach life and like what really matters to me how do I want to live life what kind of mark do I want to leave and what do I want to leave behind and what do I want to still keep you know wow wow I love that I love, I love, I love that you mentioned that there are many ways to perceive life there thank you for sharing that one thank you for sharing yeah, that thank you. thank you Catherine 
Oh yeah, you have definitely that's one of the biggest challenges for me. You ni Rihanna, but on top of that as well, I'm not gonna lie, I really struggled with uh, I really struggled with my um verbal English because um I used to be like I'm better on like writing, but pagdating ko dito I realized like I wasn't really with conversational English. Like it sounds yeah. it just it's just off. That was like a lot of uh, like a lot of people like misinterpret what I say because like I always tend to translate between Tagalog and English in my head. Tagalog. Then it wow. Off yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's very difficult especially in school. Like I sound really I guess you could say I sound really weird or lame or something to other you're, people you're because it's not and that oh yeah, that especially yes. Yeah, I really had to work on it because otherwise um if I kept it the same way I used to speak as before, nobody will understand me. <laughs> so yeah, that's kind yeah. of a challenge there. I mean, during that time hindi pa ganun ka-open, diba? Unlike today, everyone's mm. more open to that idea of diverse and everything. And so, what yeah. about ano, what about other you said, you do you get bullied? Uh, with how you speak was was it an environment or when you get bullied what did you do about it how did you get along with it how did you get over what were those for the both of you for me oh, yes definitely yeah mm-hmm. definitely yeah um, wow. I would say that the older I got the less bullying happened in school um, but at first it was definitely there were less Filipinos around when I was 10 um, and so I was the first Asian person sometimes that people had encountered um, wow. and then adding on I had an accent definitely <laughs> pushed me um, actually I learned through TV shows I would watch TV shows then record myself and then I would compare the accents and then I tried wow. to mimic the accent so I finally got to speak English fairly um well with the canadian accent yeah and then yeah uh but there are some things like i would say it is a little scary sometimes to speak uh tagalog or bisaya on the train for example like i know catherine and i actually took public transportation once together last yes year harassed yeah by someone and you we were harassed back to our- yeah yeah, yeah. Oh. so that actually we were from, like, Uh, we were, were scared speaking... for our lives because yeah the girl was kind of aggressive speaking. almost but she was she was from a distance and like saying stuff like oh you filipinos i'm not sure is it they, we stole their jobs or something yeah she, wow. right yeah she was tailing us oh yes wow. it was really scary and i think that sort of stuff makes you hesitant to practice any sort of filipino culture um in yeah. in public but i was really glad that catherine was there with me and so i think remembering that you have a community and coming forth in numbers helps you keep your culture because you just remember that there are people that it's safe to be filipino around and then as you continue to grow and grow then um it'll help in the future yes wow that's so true wow yeah <laughs> wow that's that's a crazy <laughs> story you are thank eric And actually I would want to add to that um whole like when when we come in numbers it actually 
kind of gives us like a little bit of a safe space from other people from the discrimination and possible racism because I remember back in high school a lot of the time when people bully me or like say like racial slurs in any sense of the word it happens a lot when I'm kind of on my own or I'm only with one or two people but usually when we come in groups we're kind of immune to that because I think there's a little bit of an intimidating factor to it because if they try to pick on us like there's there's like a big group of us to like get yeah, back to yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah wow and I think yeah you were going to add something oh sorry yes i just think that most importantly there are lots of laws and policies that are constantly being renewed to protect diversity in canada like i would say if you think about a filipino um you think that they have um any sort of like filipino blood in them to connect them back to the culture before they can identify as filipino but as canadian there is no set face or um uh ethnicity for for canadians so i think that just helps protect us so that everyone knows that filipino but also canadian yeah wow wow so to to be canadian to to spend time there long enough to meet the requirements or to be born there of course also that's the idea of the new laws yeah well yeah Thank you for sharing your stories and about the discrimination and the racism that happened. And then listening to what Brianna said also that you really had to fix the accent. You you you, you gave that your your it was yourself to do it. Now in these times na pag mag-isa lang kayo, pag kaganon, I I can imagine vulnerability that Catherine was talking about. Uh, it's more prone to racist remarks or discrimination. How how get by that? Pag magisa ka lang, and then do you you can't help but cloak yourself? Is that the term? How do you get by that? How do you you know? Hmm. I think that I continue to proudly call myself Filipino and I identify with Filipino Canadian. Um, I'm definitely a lot more vocal on, um, for example, I write for newspapers and I also have uh, an active social media account. And so I definitely always openly share that I'm Filipino. But if I'm in a public space, for example, and it's dark at night, I just try not to risk it. And I um, speak in English on the phone and such. Wow. Yeah. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Yeah. Well, for me personally, it's not so much a matter of like hiding that I'm Filipino. Like, I don't really care about that at this point because um, if anything, I've really embraced that part of me. But like when it comes like to like in public spaces, maybe just um, well for me, yeah, like parang just don't be so so loud, I guess, especially when you're speaking the language, because in a way that's also pretty rude and it's kind of inviting trouble sometimes. I mean, it sounds unfair, but at the same time, there are crazy people out there who just like um, call you out for whatever reason they can pick. So that's just kind of like how cautious I am on certain situations. Wow, Yeah, wow. keeping in mind we're all both women, so um, there are yeah. a lot of extra precautions to already take as a woman. Ayun pa, yeah, I know. Aside from being a minority, then there's that, you're being a female, so... Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Wow. Thank you for sharing that. For sharing that. I mean, I could imagine a very... Uh, right now, I'm imagining a very hostile... Well, it can get to that level of hostility. Mm. You know? well, yeah, sometimes, about, yeah. Let's, let's talk about the community, man. How did you find the community? How did you... How were you introduced to it? Like what Rihanna said, sometimes at school, you're the only Asian person that they're introduced, right? How did you connect? How how did you find each other or the others? I think that um, it was actually like a couple years after I arrived. There was wow. a large influx of Filipinos suddenly. Yeah, so... Um, so many Filipinos started coming into my junior high school, um, and I just met everyone suddenly there. Uh, other than that, my Filipino family, um, I had an aunt here as well, so I was just able to find a small community there. And Catherine and I met through a Filipino musical, actually, that we were in together. Yes! Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's beautiful. So it just happens gradually, I think. <laughs> It, it does, it does. You find it in little pockets or you could find it in really large organizations depending on how you approach it. Because I remember when yeah. I went to high school, I found I found like fob friends. I mean, I'm sorry for the term if that offends you, but yung mga bagong dating, like I found them yeah. right away. Because for some reason, you could easily spot them out from the crowd. Like you could almost distinguish sometimes between the ones like who were Filipinos already living here for a long time versus the ones who just came in because they're gonna be having like this eye contact and like now we're friends now we're bound (laughs) (laughs) and the church then I don't think church community like a lot of a lot of the attendees um in our church like so that really helps a lot too so and university, yeah. we have like a Filipino organization, so it's one of the first things I went to to like make friends. Because it, it's kind of aimless when you when you come into university first time and like, oh, there's this many people, but I'm not sure how like how am I supposed to make friends like this? Because you're pretty much on your own, so you really have to make an effort to like join these clubs or like you know go into certain events and like actually meet people and be introduced to each other or maybe. If you're in the same program, that really helps too, because you know you you can check each other's homework or help each other out after class, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, and they also have uh, diversity days here in yes. Canada. So um, there's like a festival called Heritage Festival where there are booths and people share their culture. And so every time I visited the Filipino booth, I would meet a new Filipino there. Or um, we had it in school as well, in elementary school, junior high, and so like. Um, every year, I would meet new people who were running the Filipino booth with me. Yeah. Wow. That's actually oh, thank you. <laughs> oh, thank you for that, guys. I can imagine that it, at, before before you put yourself out there, before you got this stuff, I could imagine that meeting another Filipino would be a breath of fresh air for you guys. Yeah, kind of, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. It was just nice to be able to, because I think in Visaya, so it's yeah. just nice to be able to uh, think it and then speak it instead of thinking <laughs> it, then translating it to speaking it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I just got a lot of nosebleeds, like... <laughs> wow. Yeah, you know what? I wish I, I wish like, I yeah, speak another dialect. <laughs> like, in reverse, <laughs> I don't know if it's in reverse. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I wish I do like speak speak another dialect. I don't though. Tagalog lang ako chaka English. The same. No, that's okay. The same. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know Korean. Because I don't know Korean. Yeah, because I mean, maybe may Bisaya, ka, right? Because sometimes I've got friends na Bisaya, and sometimes they start yeah. speaking it, and I'm like, oh shoot, I can't understand. <laughs> oh, that's okay. I understand Tagalog more than I can speak it, but oh. I can speak a little bit. Like I can speak it conversational. Yeah. Tagalog. Just enough, right? Yeah. Yeah, just enough. <laughs> wow! Thank you for sharing your stories, you guys. What about, I, I love that. I love that, that you were Bisaya and then you have the diversity days. Understanding that sometimes you cloak it, sometimes you don't, and at the point now you reach the maturity of owning it na. Right? Could, could you, could you yeah. share with me that story of how you got to that maturity of em- finally embracing it after the challenging parts? Finally embracing and being vocal of it. In a safe space, of course, you know. Yeah. I think that as I got older, I always loved reading as a child and I loved to write. And as I got um, more familiar with the English language, I started writing more in the English language. And then I found spaces to write. So um, I work, I write for the Fil- Alberta Filipino Journal here in Canada. I also write for a magazine called the Overachiever magazine. It's a magazine for Asian women to have voices. And so wow. um, I found that I could embrace my identity and really talk about what was happening um, here in Canada through my writing. And so um, that's why I really prioritized, even though I didn't think that there was any problem with the accent, um, I prioritized being able to communicate because I wanted to be able to advocate for Filipinos and to prevent this from happening again. Wow. And that's how I found uh, found myself embracing it. Oh, yeah. Oh, thank you for that. Yeah. Well, what about yeah. you, Kat? Well, for me, it was a little bit of um, It's a bit of a trial and error, honestly, because especially during high school. But um, I don't know. It's not It's not really a good thing to be like that fob Filipino because um, there's a little bit of division between... Like, at least from my experience in our school, there's a bit of a division between the ones who've been living here for a long time versus the ones who just came in. So in a way, wow. there's a little bit of, um, yeah, there's a little bit of, um, like, um, shame for me in a sense. Na parang, we're not as, I guess, we're not as assimilated, you know, air quotes, into the Canadian culture. Like, I mean, sure, we're Filipino, but at the same time, you're, you should, you should be Canadian, if you will. And it was hard, minsan, kasi, parang, alam mo yun, parang may, meron akong faces na parang, ikinahiya ko siya. Na parang yes. sana hindi siya, ma- parang hindi ako masyadong obviously na Filipino. But over the years, I found myself, you know, appreciating my heritage more and more despite the fact. Kasi, you know, a lot of the friends that I made here, like the friends that I've been with for a long time, like the people that I know, family, friends, um, people at work, like the, the ones who are supportive, the fact that they are um, Filipino, it makes me realize now you know what you don't have to like choose between being canadian versus being filipino like you can actually embrace both and be proud for for both of the sides 
like I said, in, in a way, like, um, like, pareho silang integrated sa buhay ko eh. So, I'm like, why would I be ashamed of it, right? Like, but it's a process. But you have to, you know, frame that mindset and, you know, be proud of it, but without being, I guess, aggressive about it. Provocative. Oh, yeah. To add- oh, sorry. Um, to add on to what Catherine was saying, um, I was partially raised by my grandparents and in the Philippines. So just, um, and they're still living in the Philippines. So just um, continuing a relationship with them and calling them regularly also helped me just to be proud of my Filipino heritage because they're the yeah. people that I love the most. And I never wanted to let go of something that reminded me of them. Exactly. Wow. Because wow. you were rooted in their um, love, you know? So yeah. don't forget that. You shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I love that. I love that. Talking about love. How? What are the other things that you do to practice your heritage? Or to, you know, like, like for Rihanna, you said you're, you keep in touch with parents, or other practices, the diversity days and the boots. In normal days, How do you exercise it? Do you exercise it or yeah? Hmm. Um, in my day-to-day life, I still speak Bisaya at home. And I do try to um practice some Tagalog. I have some cousins in Manila, but it's <laughs> not very like I do have like a little bit of English accent now. <laughs> um Other than that, I do try to read the news about the Philippines. I like to read the news. And so, um, and just participate in those conversations uh, wow. with my with an aunts so that I can, I just try to bring it up and say like, oh, is this what's happening in the Philippines? Um, like, how are you feeling? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Thank yeah. you for that. And we regularly eat Filipino food at home. So that's, that's always nice. Yes. Um... <laughs> <Yes. laughs> <laughs> It's such a shame, though. I think I'm. I don't know how to cook as many Filipino foods as I should, as I wanted. Yeah, But you know, right? But I think I'm, I'm working on it. I mean, we got some time right now, so you know. My family and I have been uh, making spring rolls together, so it's kind of nice. We just fold them together and talk. Yeah. So we make a uh, fresh lumpia. Yeah. Together. Wow, that's yummy. Wow. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Actually, my non-white Filipino friends, they love lumpia. They love lumpia. It's so good. How can they not? Yeah, exactly. I'm like, it's better than Chinese spring rolls, okay? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Thank you for sharing those stuff, guys. I mean, from a, from my perspective, it was always that there was so this... It's a good place to start off. Go there. It's a smooth sailing journey. It's what's always sold. What that's not shared is the difficulty of adjusting, how to do it, diba? And thank you for sharing or yeah. shedding some light with that one. I find it alarming. I mean, it happens to the whole world, naman, and not just Filipinos, that there are really racists who be very aggressive. And thank you for sharing all of those. What about here? There we go. About the safe space that you also clear. Now you're practicing your 
learning to cook more or are you Rihanna you have advocacies like what what was told to me is you're leading a child advocacy can you talk us tell us about that yes um, so I help run the child advocacy society at my university and so we work alongside uh, the justice system here in Edmonton where we live the city of Edmonton yeah and um, we just help individuals who have undergone uh, child abuse and so wow. we advocate in that sense yeah Wow. We just help uh, teach people how to identify child abuse if um, I, they're encountering or working with a child. How to identify signs that this child has been abused. Wow! Wow! And, yeah. So you're you're really making your mark there. I mean, you're writing also and saying, "Wow, thank you for that. Thank you for that, Rihanna," and giving the effort oh, to you. learn Tagalog. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, Catherine. <I'm> <laughs> yes. What about, about Catherine? Yeah. You said right. There were part. There were times that minsan it came to a point that minsan ikakahiya, kinahiya mo, but you got over it. You got over it, right? Can, can we go back yeah. that? And what do you think? I mean, I'm sure it's not just you. I'm sure people who go there that they, if they have strong accents diba it's the adjusting phase like what we said she had to watch series and just really copy that accent be what is your idea that besides the bullying what else are the factors that contributes to this that prevents you um, from be from being the you being really embracing your heritage when you're adjusting siguro everything. siguro parte din noon yung pagiging bata ko cuz like at the time i was in my teens so there's really that um, strong sense of um, yearning to belong in a group or something yeah para ang hirap maging you know it's it's you know unlike now like i don't really care if whether i'm alone Yeah. Or I'm hanging out by myself, or whether I hang out with my friends or whatever. Like everything's cool with me at this point. But at the time, like I think, medyo conscious kana parang I don't want to look like I don't have friends or that kind of thing. Then sometimes you end up in situations na you know what I'm just gonna I'm titasing ko na lang to like I'm just gonna work with what I have so long as I'm not alone. Yeah, that kind of thing. But at the same time, I also end up being miserable that way, having that mindset and you know. Almost like compromising. Like, what do I really want for myself? Do I want this for me? Do I want this group of friends? Like, do I want to be surrounded with these kinds of people just for the sake of belonging? Or gusto ko ding maging. I want to be like. Should I be true to myself and you know like parang stick for my roots? It doesn't matter regardless. You part because I mean, part you know identity ko. So why would I set it aside for other people? I love that. Wow. Thank you for that, Catherine. Why should you set it aside for other people? I love that. I love that. Wow. We've talked about so much. Is there anything you'd like to add on being Filipino Canadian? Hmm. 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 Damn. <laughs> 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 
And something that has always bothered you guys also. Something that you're grateful for. has a lot to offer um, for anyone listening that may be living elsewhere that doesn't know about the Philippines yes it's a developing country but it has so much beauty to offer um, it is a developing country but there's a lot of intelligence there there's a lot of things happening and uh, you should definitely visit if you get the chance um, and I'm proud to have grown up there and I'm proud that a lot of my relatives are living there And I just hope that we can find a way to reconcile the past with being colonized. Um, I know that we're still catching up because of that past. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that we have to recognize that. And, um, and so I think that I don't want it ever to be tiered lower because it's a developing country because that's uh, that comes from history. It does. And I just urge you to keep pushing every day. And if you're in a different country or if you're living in the Philippines, know that that is still something to be proud of. And your circumstances may not be something that uh, you can blame yourself for, but just do your best and know that people here in Canada are also working their hardest to make you proud, Philippines. Wow. Thank so you for true. that. Yeah. Actually, you, I want to add on the part. Yeah. I want to add on the part where she said about, you know, us reconciling with our history. I think a little bit of it comes with um, the inaccuracies that they teach in our schools there. Na parang ang daming sinanitized about the history na I think we're missing, like, I guess, some parts na parang, oh, dang, that that's actually pretty questionable. Like, I'm talking about, like, when America colonized the Philippines. There's been some sketchy stuff that's happened, and people don't know this. And I don't know if it's still apparent yes. in our culture now. I think it's not. I think it's actually changing. That, we almost like worship them. Like we think that they're yes. our saviors. But really, you know, I think if anything, we have to give most of that credit to the Filipinos who fought for our freedoms, who fought for our mm-hmm. independence, who fought for where we are now. I mean, it's not perfect, and we're still. We still need more progress at this time. It's a very confusing time, to be honest. But um, I'm like, um, I really wish that one day, you know, the government will get itself together, like they actually listen to the people and not try to silence us, because um, that's very, that's very much a factor in impeding our development as a country in a cultural, economical sense. So, kahit malayu man ako dito, I still have hopes for Filipinas and. I wish, like, in my own ways, I could contribute to it as best as I can. And especially with what's going on now with the bill, with the anti-terror bill they're trying to yeah. pass. It's, gosh, I, I I wish, like, you know, like, I wish um, Filipinos would at least try something to, like, contribute to towards, like, a positive, towards positive change for us and not just be passive and sitting by and just saying you know what bahala na kasi that kind of attitude is really not helping us at all we just yeah. have to see well also yeah also to add on to that there are a lot of lawyers here um and advocacy groups like uh the united nations who do want to help and so i hope i just hope that that conversation with the philippines is peaceful and democratic and that they can find a better solution um that protects everyone exactly hopefully in the best way Wow. Thank you so much. Thank you for that. I mean, it amazes me that 
here in Canada, you're still updated with that, with our news and everything that's happening here. And I love that. That's you guys, our heritage. And thank you for being that. And maybe to wrap up the podcast, could you guys talk? For example, you're talking to someone who is who just arrived and who's going to find his way. He's going to find their ways. What would you? What advice would you give that person? Then give another advice to somebody who's maybe as who's been there as long as you are. What would you tell those two person? Hmm. I would say to the person who's um, sorry. Is it the person who's brand new? Yeah, it's brand new first, and Just then. Okay. Um, if you're brand new to the country, I encourage you to look up the government websites. Um, they have a lot of resources for you. Uh, resources that weren't present when I was first new here. Yes. But they have, um, yeah, they have, uh, like, what is it called? A transition program where they can help teach you English. They can um, help you look over your finances. And then they can also show you um, immigration groups. Like, there are a lot of Filipino groups here now who would love to help you move in love to help you with your paperwork. I know my parents help uh, people gather up their documents if they need to help their family members also come here. And so we are very, very welcoming um, as a Filipino community. If you need a couch for your apartment, uh, we've got you. And so know that you are never alone if you're new here. And if you haven't found us yet, we'll find you. Wow. So... Um, but if you're, uh, if you've been here for a while, I know that it can be really easy. And um, some of the scary things that happen to you may encourage you to let go of your Filipino identity. But uh, just remember that, just remember that the Filipino culture has such a rich history, and there's so much to learn from it. You know, there are family values to learn from it. There is a history of perseverance to learn from it. And um, even just the land itself is so beautiful. And seeing how my grandpa was a farmer, seeing how well he cultivated that land and took care of it. Um, there is a lot of love that was put into that country. And um, wars just came to it, unfortunately. And um, that has set the country back. But there is so much there to learn and to love um, and to explore. And so I just encourage you to keep exploring. Thank you yes. very much. Mm-hmm. So, like, um, on yeah. top of what Rihanna said, like, um, for Filipinos yeah. who just arrived here in Canada, um, do not be afraid to like integrate yourself into the Canadian culture, into the Canadian society. I mean, it will not happen right away, but if anything, for the most part, uh, they're very welcoming to that. So, you know, you could, you could. Take little steps here and there. You know what? I, th- I think the first thing you have to find here is find 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 a job, right? And if anything, a lot of places here, not all, are pretty diverse. So you will find different kinds of people from all ethnicities, and you will find you will always find some kind of common ground with them. And you find you'd find like that there could be like many really good people out there that you could relate to, even if you're not, if they're not Filipino and whatnot just don't be afraid just don't hold back 
try not to like isolate yourself too much. I think there has to be like a balance there, like with keeping your keeping in touch with your own Filipino culture and integrating into the Canadian society. And I think if anything, you would learn a lot from it, like positive things, like positive values, you know, like being accepting of others, being, um, I guess, um, seeing people um, equally and that kind of thing. Tapos, um, sa mga matagal na dito, I think, um, yeah, just, you know, just always keep in touch with, with our roots. Like, I hope we don't lose that. Because if anything, even if you're Filipino-Canadian, you know, you can keep both. You can keep the good, the good things about them and hopefully pass it on to the next generations and for them to not forget that this is where we came from and you know that this is kind of like our guide to as to how we came here at this point and i hope it's i hope it's for the better if anything in general wow, wow. thank you so much you guys those tips one one last question i'm sorry one last question it just arrived to me in embracing your heritage and wow thank you so much for everything that you've said did the the rising stars of today the philippines were getting known all over the world did it help you i mean we have jokoy we have mani pacquiao and then other filipinos who were really making did those were those did those contribute into making it easier or making you you know lighter or somehow in adjusting to the community or yeah oh yes definitely i think that um any sort of representation on screen or in any field just helps um especially it helped me as a child just seeing the different paths that i could take and knowing that you could be successful and a filipino because when we first moved here to canada it was a finan- we financially struggled mm-hmm. and as an immigrant you have a hard time um, having hope because you know you you come here and your degree might not be um, I think it's uh, it's not applicable here and so you start off in like lower wage jobs and um, blue collar jobs and so uh, it can be discouraging but seeing these people persevere and um, seeing someone that looks like you on screen really helps normalize you into the Canadian culture too because when we first moved to Canada I was the first girl for example that someone had met with black hair and an accent um, but now they're seeing Manny Pacquiao speak on screen with a Filipino accent they're seeing um, Joe Coy speak on Filipino experiences and so it's not so foreign to them and I'm not uh, this other entity from them it's, instead I'm part of it wow yeah thank you for that yeah yeah It actually really helps like we have like I guess more prominent figures in society to almost like speak in behalf of Filipino people because it could it could feel a little bit isolating when you don't see someone like yourself having achieved something in their life and people um, admiring yeah. them for that and even if I'm not it's not necessarily just like the biggest figures like the the really rich ones the ones who actually made it if you will like i mean with society standards even with like people in my life people that i know 
or like I'm friends with. Like let's say in university, I had I have a friend now. He's in his I think if I'm correct, masters or in his PhD program in chemistry. And you know, being a scientist, you know, being a Filipino scientist, you know what? That's very wow. uplifting to me because it's like one of my dreams. I'm not sure whether it will happen or not, but it's actually nice to see like a living proof now. You know the fact that I'm Filipino. The fact, yeah, like even if I'm an immigrant, it's possible. It's like really up to me to put in that work. And kung gaano ba ako determined na makadating sa ganong punto, and I see it like that's a plan. So like that's that makes me feel hopeful for my future and not thinking now. You know what? I'm gonna be stuck in like this food service job. I mean, it's not a bad thing, okay? But I just don't want it. I want it to be a stepping stone instead of something that I'll be doing for a long time. I want to wow. be out of that. Yeah. Actually, I found that a lot of my Filipino peers have gotten like academic scholarships because they have such high averages and stuff. And so I think like um, amidst that struggle, that's what fuels you and pushes you uh, to work harder. And the results really do show. And so that's always really encouraging. Just seeing more faces really is encouraging. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I couldn't add any more. Thank you so much. Thank you for your time. Wow, I'm sure you have inspired so much. So much, and to you, wherever you are, that you are listening. Thank you so much. Wow. Well, and like to add before we wrap it up, or you're good. Oh, actually, I want to add. Um, I want to add. Okay, something. go. Like aside from that friend, there are other many other examples of people in my life now. They're very talented and. They're doing well in their own fields, but they're also super Filipino. You know, like parang nakakaproud lang na they don't they don't hide that part of it. Um, that part of them wow. they don't conceal it. In fact, they're very proud of it. That was to be friends with them. Like that's like a bonus. I'm just saying. Wow. I guess you know who they are. Yeah, I've always been. Yeah, I think I've always been a shyer person. So writing helps me. But if you are a bold person and you are an extrovert or a very energetic. Um, always be yourself. Honestly, um, now that I've been working with the government, I found that a lot of my coworkers have accents, and um, I I can't undo what I've done uh, to get rid of my accents. But honestly, looking back on it now, I wouldn't have done it if I known that the future would have allowed me to just keep that Filipino part of me. Yes. Wow. Thank you so much for that, guys. I mean, I couldn't agree more. Right now, they said that in the international scene for theater acting, there's a big need for authentic accents. For example, a character doing Shakespeare with just the ethnicity of him and things like that. Mm. So, wow. We're evolving mm. into a generation where we are more open to it. But sad things that's happening, well, I think it's a transformative phase. It's a transformative phase that would really, hopefully, Change for that, though. Andrew. Once again, yeah, I mean, thank you so. Yeah, go, go. So I would say, um, even if right now it seems like so far 2020 has been screwing us all over, um, we'll never know what if it's actually like a very pivotal moment in history. Like we'll see about that. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yeah. For the world. Wow. Wow! Wow! You guys, thank you so much for sharing so much. Wow, I love it. Once again, that was Rihanna and Catherine on the top, being Filipino Canadian. 
embracing your heritage. Thank you so much, guys. I hope you enjoyed as much as I did. Yes. Thank you for having Thank us. you. Thank you. And I hope to have you guys again. Thank you. Bye-bye. Uh, good morning. Have or a good, good evening. evening. Or whichever. Yeah. <laughs> Have a good day. Good evening. Yeah. Good day. Good morning. Until- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys. Bye-bye.